0: Learn how ST and Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.
1: Welcome, everybody. It's Craig Wolfley sitting in a new studio, hanging out, waiting for Max Starks, who will arrive here shortly. But certainly I got to tell you, you know, it's uh what a game. What a game last night. You know it all started with the pregame buzz going on. I mean, you could tell people got to the stadium early. The people were there en masse. I think it was the I think the largest crowd of the season for the Steelers, over 62,000 people on a night where it's uh, I think the wind chill was down like in the teens, right? So I'm sitting up top there, and I you you could in that radio booth, you could just feel like the juice that's coming down from the crowd. You could it was just like so cool, and what a great night to have a game with the the, the Steelers and the Browns coming together. And so as I'm sitting there, you know that 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 pregame electric you know electrical like type buzz, people getting in their seats. Then it amped up with the intros. Oh my goodness, when Billy was doing. Uh, Some of the the pregame stuff there, and and they started with the intros. Gadzooks, man, you couldn't hardly hear. It was deafening, and the crowd was really there amped and pumped and ready to go. They wanted to rock with with Ben. The king was in his castle for the last ride there at Heinz Field, and everybody wanted to get in on it and everyone to be be a part of it. And so then you got all the swelling of emotion as they go back inside after warm-ups. And they come out and have those introductions, and then you got the coin toss, right? And you got Derek Watt and and El Capitan, Big Ben, heading out there with Cam Hayward, and they pull a they pull a Joey Porter and Bussy in Detroit, you know, for Super Bowl Forty. There you go. You you go out there and you you send Bussy out to be introduced, and he thinks the whole team's right on his heels. He turns around and he's. El Solo out there all by himself, and it was just a great moment for him to revel in the spotlight. And the same thing happened last night as they proceeded to go forward for the coin toss, and it was just captain on captain. It was Denzel Ward, and it was Ben Roethlisberger. And it was just so cool to see that, to kind of just feel the emotion of the moment because the crowd, as I said, it was just, there was just so much electricity, and there's so much at stake because if you've got a chance... At all for the playoffs, you've got to win two games, and you can't win two games until you win one game. And I know my my simple math, which by the way has always been a problem. That's why I played offensive line because you only got to go to three count. Well, we did go four one time, and three of us jumped offside. So regardless, the point being is that you know as you are are, are uh, you know as you you're down there, and Max was on the sidelines. You could feel all that juice, all that electricity, and what a game! For the Steelers to come out and pound the Brownies, you know. I mean, you you think about it and look at the that uh, you know what they did. I mean, th- defensively speaking, you want to talk about defensive dominance? They sacked Mayfield nine times, nine times. I mean, they haven't done that in eons, man. I mean, nine times that that guy hit the dirt. Nine times he was taken down harshly. Nine times he was spitting up grass and Hinesfield dirt and everything else. Then they th- proceeded to hit him with another uh, eleven quarterback hits. I mean, that's twenty times he was ending up getting his seat dusted on the Hinesfield turf. You got to love that. That defense came out roaring. That defense came alive. That defense was just hyper and going at it. They got two interceptions. And 11 11 passes defensed i mean it's unbelievable how about nick chubb nick chubb was 12 for 58 his one run he had a 32 yard run and then after that he was 11 for 36 the rest of the way i mean that was really to me in my mind one of the keys of the game was the fact that you could get you the defensively speaking these guys just came out roaring I mean it was just it was it was dynamite because they controlled the line of scrimmage. I mean, over and over Mike Tomlin has talked about the fact that controlling the line of scrimmage is a has been a problem. The issues that they've had in going forward and being able to play their gaps to hold the point of attack, to set the edge, to lock out, disengage, not bury your your face mask in another man's chest. All right, but to lock out and create that that length leverage that you got and being able to disengage and come off and make the tackle all the things that they have not been doing over the last several weeks, they started to do, you know, there's something magical about the fact that Ben in his last most probably most, uh, probably most, uh, or his last appearance at Heinz field, you know, that the defense would rise to the challenge. And when you heard the defensive commentary coming after the game was over, you know they talked about the fact that they wanted to send Ben out uh in the best way possible that the of of having you know uh, the teammates from from years ago and, and 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 present day teammates and everything else what 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 how how wonderful it was to be sharing that special moment out there uh during during the whole game and then post game we i mean there's just so much to unpack so much to talk about because And watching this game unfold, there were some things, that dynamite performances that really stood out. You know, I mean, there's no question that Najee Harris really fulfilled all the promises that that we've seen him bring to bear throughout the season. I mean, you you watch this guy, this cat come alive there and, and put the game away in a timely fashion at the end with that burst of a run into the end zone. I mean, we're talking 188 yards rushing. My goodness, what a job by Najee. What a job by the offensive line. I mean, what a tremendous thing. We saw downhill blocking, which we've been talking about for forever here in the locker room. Uh, Max and I have been talking about, you know, power double teams, mano y mano. Get that man blocking scheme. Yeah, you can run some outside zone. Yeah, you can run some inside zone. Yeah, you can run some split zone. That what this team does well is just curl up its fist and knock people backwards. And that's really one of the best parts of this, this running attack. You don't need a lot of motion. You don't need a lot of bells and whistles. You don't need a, a lot of pre-snap shiny things. And I thought early on in the season, uh, I really thought that, yeah, this is you, you do want to get some of that motion and everything, but it just confused the issue. Really what has been so prominent is the fact that, you watch these guys come out and when they when they know who they got and they're they're mano mono, mano. They go after them. These young guys on that offensive line did do just that. I mean, they went after them, and I love that because it's so much fun to watch guys come off the ball and knock people back to reestablish the line of scrimmage on the other side of the football. And that's what was happening all night long. You know, <clears throat> for Ben, you know, looking at his stats, they weren't all that impressive. You know, and I think I think if anything <clears throat> signified Ben's career more than the fact that it was just a hard fought gritty game. You know, it wasn't like there was there was all the spit and polish and fancy plays and everything else. I mean, you got Ben Roethlisberger was 24 of 46, 123 yards, got sacked twice, but there was a TD and he, his rating was 56.2 and the fact is you look at this um he he's he was just who he's always been that that gritty guy who's just gonna go along and he's gonna do the things he needs to do to win because the one thing he can always say about Big Ben is the fact that the dude competes, the dude competes to win, and he's a winner period and Max, are you there? Can you hear me I don't know. I can't hear you. No, not okay. yet. So I can't we, hear anything. We're in the studios, and we've got a little bit of bug going on here. Uh, that's such is the case. Yeah. But certainly, I will say this. You know, uh, the point being is that, you know, last night, Big Ben took, took that last ride out there, and I thought, you know, early on, they just started running that ball, establishing that run. And there wasn't the shiny bells and whistles as I was talking about earlier. You forget the fact that ah, we don't need all that motion. You don't need motion where they adjust the strength of, of the, of the uh, formation so that all of a sudden you got guys scrambling. No, you don't need to make them run east-west all the time in the uh, outside zones. But what you did see was guys coming off the ball, smaculating people. They were people movers doing the job that they were meant to do. And certainly, uh, you know, the fact is that uh, I, I thought this offense really came a long ways. Uh, Najee was absolutely brilliant in 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 uh, fulfilling that all the physical attributes he's got. My goodness, you know you, to watch him operate and to watch him do what he needs to do. Uh, the guy was just really really excellent. So there's a lot going on. The numbers four one two nine one nine one three one six. Did you ever think you're going to see Najee outrush? Nick Chubb, it was amazing. You know, you got Nick Chubb again, 12 carries, 58 yards. He had one run of 32, which tells you, if you do the math, which is always challenging for me, but I did it ahead of time. And uh, Chubb rushed for 11 carries for 36 yards. That was just phenomenal. You know, that defense, to watch Bobby Spillane and UG3 and and, uh, Marcus Allen go after it you get got a depleted inside linebacker core. Schobert's out. Devin Bush is out. And yet these guys did such a great job of stepping up, playing their gaps. Those toss, well, we used to call them toss 16, 17 U's, but because they're in the shotgun, they can hand off. But you get got to pull the center, you pull the guard, you kick out, you wrap around and, and run a power up in there. And I'm telling you, the Steelers were so good at setting that edge and then filling the gaps in there. And, again, Bob Spillane doing just a, a yeoman's job of coming up and hitting people. Um, one of the things I love about this guy is he ain't fancy. He ain't got a lot of uh, glitz and glamour. But what he is is a hard-nosed, tough guy that knows how to lock out, stuff, the run gap, and, and be able to uh, do the job. So, hopefully, let's see. We're going to find out now. Are you there, can Max? Can you hear me? I I can't hear you through Hello? my headset. I can uh, I can hear you sitting here. You got that turned up? Yeah, I'm turned up. I I can't hear anything right. in my in my headset though. Yeah. Oh, guys are both hearing each other on air. I can hear you All okay. right. So, continuing on. We got the gremlins worked out cuz we're in a new studio here. Yeah, that's right. We we
2: are we are in the fancy broom closet. Not just a broom closet. <laughs> it's a fancy broom closet.
1: Max is wearing this studio. I, right? I I
2: am. I am and it feels good on me. It feels good on me. It's very it's very light. Very light, very compact. Yeah. We are
1: in a compact. Yeah, these were cars. We've we've just moved. Yes. Oh, Jacob, whatever you did, what? the ninja came through that. again. Look at that. Dead Zooks, man, I love it. Okay, <laughs> so what you know? There's there's cars that are limos, and there's studios that are limos. We yeah. happen to get the compact studio.
2: Yes, we got the Mini Cooper of uh, <laughs> of studios, but, but we got leg room. We do have linear leg room. Yes, That's we the do. one thing we do have. But I, I mean, you know, when you look at last night, Wolf, it was it was special. Oh yeah. It was it was one of those moments where you're like, I'm so glad I'm here, Be- right? Because to watch that game unfold, to watch. The way everybody played inspired. It 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 was it was electric. The stadium, what came out for Ben Roethlisberger, oh yeah, and the Steelers came out for Ben Roethlisberger, and you know it, it was one of those things. It was such a bittersweet moment, right? Because you always think about finality, and I know that there's still an extra game left, and there's still a possibility for the playoffs, but. You know, you kind of felt like, man, this chapter is closing after so many great years, so many great moments, so many, you know, just thrilling, exciting, high five, hug your neighbor type of moments. And you're like, man, when's the next time that's going to happen? And to this degree, because, you know, you had Terry Bradshaw and you look how long you had to wait till you got Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Absolutely,
2: and you're like, oh, well, we could just go get another one. No, it doesn't happen
1: that it doesn't way. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> it
2: does not work that way. Got to kiss a lot of frogs before you find that prince, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and I just want people to understand how how great of how great that moment was. You know, if you were there, you know, people did not leave the stadium.
1: Max, think about this. All right, tell me, is this going to be one of those things in twenty years? People are going to go, I was there. When Big Ben retired. Oh, when absolutely. Big Ben, you know, essentially had his last ride in the castle of Heinz Field. You yeah, know what I mean?
2: Exactly. And by the end of it, it'll be like 200,000 people were in the stadium.
1: <laughs> I was
2: like, how could all of you have been there? Exactly. <laughs> it's like Woodstock. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like five what, million people went tw- to Woodstock. 20 years later, you have a 16-year-old telling you, yeah, I was there. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Not mathematically
1: possible. Yeah, <laughs> let me let me let me do the math. and see, carry the yeah. one on that thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it exactly. doesn't sound right. You no, know? it
2: doesn't. I mean, and um,
1: you know what was interesting was to me there was there was just so much electricity pregame, and then there was so much love postgame. Yes, I mean, you're down there, and and it was I, it was beautiful because I was hoping you'd have a moment where you guys would. You not acknowledge each other, lock eyes, because you 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 were classmates. Yeah. You were drafted together. Locker and, mates. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, he wore your jersey to you say, bring Max back. Yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, so talk about that, man. Yeah. How cool is
2: it, it? So it's a little special. You know, I kind of stood off and to the right of the bench area. And, you know, it was the initial runoff. And, you know, to watch Ben make the circle from the middle of the field then kind of come around and do that half horseshoe right. come back sit on the bench and then when he kind of went back to the field kind of he kind of looked back in this way and we kind of had that moment where we said you absolutely you. that's
1: sweet man
2: and and then he ran off to his family and so it was you know it was special um especially to see his kids run on the field and then yeah. his wife and wasn't his parents, that cool that was awesome and then him get to walk through the tunnel one last time with them. I thought it was really cool.
1: That that there was a camera shot of the Roethlisberger family walking uh en masse solo, you know, just them up the tunnel and I I think I'll forever remember that. Yeah. I mean, he's got his his three three kids. He's got uh the good lady Miss Ashley, his wife there going on. I think the mom and dad were in there mm-hmm. somewhere too. Yeah. But what a what a scene. What a what a great moment to, you know, just just take that inside for the rest of your life and be able to just kind of hold that in your mind and in your heart. Yeah, no, it, it, was,
2: it was special. It was, it was special to be there. Tremendous moment. And, you know, hey, Ben, you did it, bud. You know, you did it. You, <laughs> you did, did it, it in the best way possible. Nothing
1: left to prove. Nothing. Absolutely. Great, great moment here. All right, we're going to have some more. The numbers four one two nine one nine one three one six. 412-919-1316. You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh, and uh, what? I forgot. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm too tired. Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Finish it. And Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, thank you. There we go. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood forward store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.
1: And we are so fortunate that this time to bring in Bob Labriola, Steelers Digest Editor, Steelers.com and Uh, all things Steelers, he's the Steelers historian, but you know, one of the things I love about it is when Bob writes, you just, you got to read it in in his summary of the game. I love this labs. He said it was as it was supposed to be because it was what it needed to be that game with that, that sentence right there kind of sums up the entire evening, my friend.
3: Well, thanks. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, I did kind of look at it that way, um, because, you know, what everybody was there for was for, you know, Ben to leave Heinz Field and what everyone figures is going to be his last game there, a winner. And so it ended up being what it's supposed to be um, because, you know, the Steelers did what was necessary to win the game.
2: And labs, I mean, you know, we we, we kind of, uh, you know, we're looking at, what was to be in the in pregame uh and then just seeing it actually happen right you know number seven gets introed into the stadium and the crowd just roared it just erupted and then of course when he left um people didn't leave until he left it was almost like okay yeah wait till elvis leaves the building you know type <laughs> of deal just uh ha- have you remembered a moment um uh, you know, where where the stadium and the, and the crowd was just so enthralled and just just waited there with bated breath uh, just to see what Ben was going to do on the field at the end?
3: I, I don't remember. You know, the only two instances uh, of a player um, having the ability to, so to speak, call his own shot in terms of, you know, leaving on his own terms. Mm-hmm. Was Jerome and Ford Field and Ben last night? So, you know the Ford Field thing with Jerome—that was a Super Bowl, and so that was just you know you were there too, Max. Yeah, on the yeah. field in the locker room maybe at that point when Jerome was on the podium talking, um, and that that you know I that that wasn't in a, in a class totally by itself because of. You know, to be able to say you're retiring as an NFL football player as you're holding the Lombardi trophy, I mean, I don't know that it again
0: Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At s and Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why S&T Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, Bank is here to help. Learn how s and Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. s t Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.
3: Gets any better than that. No, no. Um, So, uh, but, you know, last night with Ben, I mean, it was, uh, it, it was, it was something. And, you know, you're right about it. It was more like a concert than a sporting event in the sense that (laughs) you go to a concert, you want to make sure there's no more encores before you leave. Exactly. And, and as you mentioned, I mean, you know, and it's, and it's a Monday night, which is, you know, a school night for some people work night, probably for just about everyone else. Uh, and it was, you know, the wind chill factor was 19 degrees. Yeah. And so, you know, to have people stick around that long, um, I, I just think showed their commitment to the kind of send-off of appreciation that they wanted to show the player. And so um, it's, it was impressive to me, it really was. It was in in every way
1: so impressive to me. There's nothing to compare to other than, the Jerome Bettis, as you put it, labs and the the you know comparing it to a concert is even better because that's that's really what it was at the end. Pre game it was electricity. Post game was all like love, you know, and there was just so much of that. When they started chanting "Thank you, Ben," I was like going, "Wow, what a what what an incredibly." powerful moment. One of the best scenes that I remember was watching because they they filmed from behind the Roethlisberger clan heading up the tunnel together all by themselves. And it really, to me, that was just such a beautiful moment. Um, You know, it will, I think that'll just stay in my mind for the rest of my life. That was really something special.
3: Yeah, and you know, you you think about uh, the history of the Steelers franchise, all the Hall of Famers, you know, all the great things those players did. Um, you know, even Chuck Noll, um, Bill Cowher, um, right. th- none of those guys really had the opportunity to call their own shot, so to speak. Um, and, and do it in a way where they kind of, um, set themselves up, you know, for one of these victory tours or, uh, <laughs> you know uh group, you know whatever i don't I don't know, yeah. I don't even know what to call it um but uh it, it's just to me it's it's such a rare, unique thing for a professional athlete to be able to do that I mean, Joe Green didn't get to do that right um yeah. none of those guys did um and you know it had nothing to do with anything except the reality of being a part of that business where you know you're always competing against an opponent, but you're also fighting for other time all the time as well. And, um, you know, a lot of those, I remember Lynn Swan wasn't even present for his retirement announcement. Mm. He wasn't even there. He wasn't even in the city. Wow. Um, and I re, and I remember <laughs> one of the things, uh, you know, the TV cameras came and so, What Joe Gordon did was he got Lynn Swan on the phone. And so Lynn Swan is talking on the phone, kind of, you know, going through his reasons for retiring and, you know, reminiscing about his career a little bit. And the TV cameras are videoing a phone sitting on a desk (laughs) with a speaker on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, I mean, it was just a weird, you know, weird scene. And, um, I don't know, again, and it, you know, it came to mind because of what we saw last night and how that was the total opposite of something like that.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, th- this, this was, uh you know, this was historic. It was, uh it was great. You know, the only other thing I can equate this to is like basketball players. Like I remember Dwayne Wade announcing this was his last season. He had like his farewell stadium tours, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he, every stadium he, he went to, that he played, he was like going around and doing the high fives and everything. If it was the last time he was going to play in that that arena. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, you're right, Labs. Football players don't get this type of ceremonious exit, so to speak. Um, and, and and I mean, you know, like you said, because you're always fighting father time, you're always fighting, you know, draft picks. You're <laughs> fighting, you know, you're fighting contracts. And injuries, injuries as well. Uh, it, it just it, it, as well as it, it's just remarkable. Um, and because of that rarity, it was really cool to be in the building.
1: And let me just jump in. Lebs. This is something that I, I believe so strongly from the beginning of the week. And some people, I, I guess, didn't didn't agree with me, which is fine. But, you know, the players came alive with emotion because they wanted to send them off in a good way. And I, I think that maybe the Browns underestimated just how powerful that wave of emotion was, you know, for, for Cam Hayward. you I mean, you talk about the fact you got Derek Watt, Cam Hayward. They're walking the Big Ben out to the coin toss, and suddenly they pull a Joey Porter and send him up uh Solo, like the way they did Bussy yeah. in Detroit. I thought that was so significant, so huge. And you heard Cam talk about it after the game and talk about how much he wanted to be able to send Ben off in a, in a, in, in a positive fashion with a big win. So he wanted to play his part. Like I remember back with Terry, back in the huddle with him in '83. You want to do your part, and that means following a guy five different ways. Uh, so he doesn't get hurt. Hey, that's what you do. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do, you know?
3: Yeah, and, and, you know, one of the things we talked about on the pregame show, um, you know, Mike Pursuit, of Jerry Dulac, and myself, um, I've always, my experience is that the Steelers are a good event team. And oh, by yeah. By that, I mean, when you've ever had, like, Joe Green getting his jersey retired or, you know, those kinds of um, events that either honor the past or honor someone from the past, or, you know, like I I refer to it as the Dan Rooney game, when the game that was chosen to honor the memory, or the first game the Steelers played after Dan Rooney died. Right. You know, all those kinds of things. First game at Heinz Field, you know, a lot of those kinds of things. Steelers always do a nice job of, you know, holding the the team, holding up its end uh, and sending the fans home happy that day. And so I kind of believed that you know that was that would be one of the things working in the Steelers' favor last night. Um and I and I think it 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 ended up being that. Uh, let me just say this too. Um, you know, I I really respect Ben um for a lot of reasons, but since based on what we're talking about in this uh segment right here, I really respect Ben for not making this year um like Dwayne Wade did Max just to you yeah. the guy you brought up or other players, you know, who do the victory tour and they get presents and rocking chairs and, you know, from the different uh, visiting teams. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it kind of becomes um, a little bit more about them individually uh, than it is the game uh, or, you know, what's happening that specific season with that specific team. Um, and, you know, Ben kept that you know under his hat uh, pretty much until uh, Wednesday before the game. You know, his his media session, um, week regular regularly scheduled weekly media session before the Browns game. It was a Wednesday, I think, or maybe it was Thursday because the game was Monday. I don't remember. But and even then, he didn't proclaim it. He he just kind of maybe let his guard down a little bit and. um Allowed you to think more definitively that this was it, you know, and um, and then based on the things that happened last night and how it was treated both by the Steelers and by um, Ben and his family, to me there was no there's no doubt now yeah. that he's after this season it's over. I mean, you don't bring that many family members to a Monday night <laughs> game when it's 19 degrees out. Uh, if, if it's not a significant, you know, historical marker in your career and or your life. And so, um, you know, again, kudos to him for handling it the way I think uh, was the best team way to do that. And then kudos to the team uh, for delivering for him. And now it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, okay, it's an occasion that, um, you know, he will remember and cherish for the rest of his life.
1: You know what's so cool, Ebs, is, is we, we saw each other after the uh, game was over in the in the uh, in the chow line there. <laughs> As I was grubbing about looking for some leftovers, um, one of the things that was just so cool was to finally see the power running game coming together with Najee Harris doing what. You, you knew he was capable of doing, and one of the most significant things, and again with less than a minute here, but to watch him put the game away with that break, uh, that touchdown run breaking away at the end of the game to, to slam it in the end zone—I just love that. What an ending!
3: Okay, since you since we're short on time, I got to ask you guys one question because I respect your understanding and knowledge of the topic. Was J.C. Hassanauer at center a big? Difference a big improvement over Kendrick Green to the to the extent that maybe that was responsible for um, the running game taking off last night. There's there he he's done he did very well.
1: There's no doubt in my mind he did very well. What I will say also was there was a staying with the running game and staying with the power double teams and staying with this more straight line linear blocking schemes, the man blocking schemes, rather than the east-west stuff.
3: Yeah, I'll concur with that. uh, Okay, and let me just follow with this then. So what we may be talking about also in conjunction with the one personnel move is Chris Morgan and how he um, devised or wrote up or whatever uh, handled the blocking schemes for the particular running plays in the game plan well, there
1: uh, I think that went to it went more to the play calling, yeah. rose up is what I'm saying where they decided to stick with the power double teams. they ran in my mind, they've run too much of the outside inside zone stuff like that. Adrian Clem's got no 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 say in that that comes down from the o c yeah, so I think there was just a determination from Matt Canada, to go after a more of a power-specific run game. And Najee just flourished, just flourished. But you're right, J.C. Hassanauer did a very fine job last night. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Okay. Well,
3: because I'm I'm getting those asked and answered questions. Yeah. So I'll just hang. I'll just hang it on you, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> like Wolfley said the, the change at center is responsible for Najee's big game. <laughs>
1: That'd be all I need, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> thank you, Labs. We appreciate you appreciate so very it, much. Labs. I know it's you, you got to be tired. We're all a little bit tired here, but appreciate you coming on this morning.
3: Hey, no, no, no problem, folks. Uh, so I guess next week we'll be talking about um, going to Kansas City for that first playoff game. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. (laughs) More of those burn ends, baby. Burn ends on (laughs) deck. Oh, my God. Uh, I
2: think uh, Kansas
3: City might need a little bit more of a notice before you visit (laughs) again in this short of a time. Thank you, the
1: great Bob Labriola, Steelers Digest Editor, Steelers.com, and Steelers Historian. We'll be back after this. Yep.
0: Let's go, baby. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Max, I always
1: think about when you get such a difference in play, such as what the Steelers' defense did last night versus the last several weeks, you know, holding Chubb, who I think is right now the best running back in the league, quite possibly, although... Najee looked very good last night. Najee. Najee. <laughs> yes. Uh, Najee. But think about it. What a difference that defense comes around. Nine sacks. I mean, it was like the damn burst. You had another 11 quarterback hits. You had two interceptions, uh, 11 PBUs. I mean, get yeah, Zooks, man. This is a defense that just came alive.
2: Yeah, you know what was funny? At one point, I was actually I was talking with Jerry O., and, and I, and Jerry O is like, he's like, the rhythm's going. It's it's not going to stop. I, and I, and then I just yell at Jerry O. He's not tall enough to ride this ride tonight. He's not tall <laughs> enough to ride this <laughs> ride. And literally, as I say that, a ball gets batted down. Yeah. I mean, it was just one of those things where it was just an avalanche on Baker Mayfield. I mean, at one point, I think his stat was, he was one of 10 with one interception a zero passer rating wow like that's that's the pressure and duress that he was under and the fact that they did not put a guy over there soon enough to block tj watt to help hudson out you you knew you knew it was a bad day but like you said once tj started getting blocked then everybody else started getting sacks as well exactly i I mean mondo got one tusca Tuska came off the edge on the rookie.
1: Wasn't that beautiful?
2: And it was – I was, I was right there in line when I'm like, ooh, the dip and rip. The dip and rip got him. I was like the hip bent, and he just went after him. I was like, man, Baker <clears> – <throat> sorry. You see why Baker was like, yeah, I'm getting a uh, shoulder surgery this offseason. I'm getting shoulder surgery <laughs> yeah <Immediately>. he... <laughs> he was beat up that entire night. I mean, it was just – it was torrential. And uh, – um you know, it, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch.
1: You know, just looking at the the, the stat sheet here and the sacks, and you got Jadavian Clowney had two, which means Miles Garrett had none. Zero. You know, had zero. And Danny Moore, yep, Danny Moore, what a job. Yeah. Um, one of the first things you got to say is because he had some help, he got some help yeah. from time to time, uh-huh. but that was a lot of mano mono mano, and he had Miles Garrett who really. You know, wanted to, to to get after it and uh, send Ben out with a bang. If yeah. I'm not correct, yes, is exactly what you said. Yes. All right. His goal was to send Ben out with a bang, and that, of course, is a one of those uh, double entendres or whatever yeah. they call it. Exactly. You know, it's got to go there. Huh? We go. Who I'll be like proud? That? Who
2: yeah. be proud? Right there.
1: <laughs> a little yeah. double meaning going. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and and I think that that's that was the other added incentive. You know, he was doing like a pregame segment with. Randy Moss and everybody up there on the field, and you know, it's one of those things. You you know, never come out the side of your mouth. You know, just let your action speak for itself. There's no need to, to put it out there in the world. Let your let your play do it. Because once once you say it, you can't a you can't take it back, and b you paint a big old target on your back. (laughs) You know, they did. They did. And, the, and, and 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 it was noted, challenge accepted.
1: Yeah. And good for you, Danny Moore. I was happy yeah. to see him. He grew up a lot. Can you say enough about the big LaGlue? You know what I mean? Yeah. I love the story. This kid comes on. He's the fifth guard. The fifth, not just the fifth guard, the fifth left guard. Yes. Okay? Yes. So you got to run in a position With guys getting hurt and everything else. And you got this kid who had never gotten a snap in the NFL. I think he's been bouncing around practice squads for a couple of years. Now he gets a chance not only to participate in a game, but then to come on and make successive starts. And he's gotten better with each start. And he's done a good job, a good solid job of playing and representing himself. Is what Mike Tomlin would say of in varsity fashion. Yeah,
2: exactly. He, he, you know, the standard is the standard, right? Well, that's I mean, true. We're going to go with more. Right. Uh, he, he's lived up to that standard, um, and and he has played a, a game between. I mean, think about this. You, you, imagine you getting your first start, and you look to your left, or your right, and you got other rookies.
1: Oh yeah. you like, like, no, because I had I had legends. Mike see, Webster yeah. to my right, John Kolb to my left. Yes, big difference.
2: Yeah, and I had Kendall Simmons to my to my left cuz I was a right tackle. Oh yeah. And then Tooman. Tooman. Yeah. Tooman. Cushing, that's about it. <laughs> and Tooman and Cushing uh, you know, to my right at times. But I mean, yeah, it, it it's something to say, you know what, hey, I'm going to go out here and he and not only did he come out there, but he set the tone in a lot of occasions where he was like, listen, I'm just I I'm, it, 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 you know, we we used to call it you know, so, something and elbows, yeah, posteriors and elbows, right? And that that's what he came out with every time. He's like, "Listen, I'm just going to give it all I got, and we're we're going to see where where the dust settles." And he just brought that kind of intensity, and it just it was one of those things. Last night, the style of running that they were doing, it was like, "Okay, LeGlue, you asked for it, you got it, yeah," and, and, and he and he delivered. And so did J.C. Hasenauer. I mean, I, I saw J.C. finishing guys over the top.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah that
2: extra, the extra push from behind for Najee if he got, if he got a little bit of a – we won't say stalemate because stalemate it would stop progress. But when he got a little bit of slowed, you know, you'd see that little extra burst from the offensive line driving with their guys and staying engaged. and You didn't see guys falling off blocks, you know, as easily. No. If guys were falling off blocks, it was backwards. It wasn't forwards. It wasn't slipping through. And it kept everything tight, which was nice to see. But, you know, this also pisses me off, Wolf, right? How's that? Because where was this for at least two other games before this one? Or season long? Well, definitely season long. I mean, but they were progressing. Remember, early on in the season, they were progressing. They were progressing. Then they, like, plateaued at, like, L.A. Yep. And then it started to regress after that. So, I mean, if we had that in Minnesota we had that we'll we'll give it give it la la detroit oh yeah you know you know where
1: any one of those games could have made a difference right now could have
2: could have i mean you would be sitting in the seventh seed
1: yeah no
2: doubt about it i mean because think about this if you're 10 and six you're the seventh seed right now i mean or if you're 10 six, and one or, or it, ten five and one. I can't
1: I can't do 10, the 10, math on that. Ten one. five and one. There
2: we go. I had to think about it because I was like, okay, just give them the tie again.
1: <laughs> but that's
2: six. Right. Five and one is six, and then we played sixteen games, so it's ten. Yeah. But uh, but just think about that. If you're ten five and one, from running power games instead of running that stupid flea flicker.
1: Oh please. Yeah.
2: I how. I, yeah. All this, I, is a, this is a happy moment. I'm not going to go down this yeah, road. Yeah, don't, don't let yourself be deterred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Ben, it's for you. 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 Okay, all right, I got my mantra. You got it now. I got my mantra. You got it. But it, but it was so refreshing, see, because this is what we were expecting. This is what Najee's built for. Right. It looked like what he did at Bama to get drafted.
1: Yes. Yes. That was,
2: I am the hammer. And you guys are all nails, and I f- have have a fever, and I'm a hammering fool right now, <laughs> and it would look like whack a mole last. Night. Grant Delpit. Oh, still I was just going to bring him up. Want to tackle him from LSU? He didn't want to tackle him back at LSU. What makes you think he wants to tackle him at the Cleveland <laughs> Browns now?
1: I, on, a, on a 19 degree wind chill night. I mean, he
2: was hanging on to his legs. Like when, like when your kids used to say, "Daddy, be the giant," you know, right. and they'd sit on your legs, you ah, you pick them up. That's what Najee, that that's what naji was doing. To Grant, Grant Tilpitt was hanging on his legs and praying that he would eventually fall down.
1: Oh, that's that's exactly the truth. I mean, his his his
2: butt has to has to have road rash. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying from being drugged across the grass yeah, so his, much.
1: Yeah, his his back was feeling too well either. No, no, no. I mean, it was it was it was awesome
2: to see. I mean that that was like. It made me want to get back out there, Wolf.
1: Well, no doubt about it. I mean, plus you could have been warmer, too. I would you have know? been way warmer. Because yeah, I would have no, got
2: the little sideline thing yeah. and then the little butt heater. Yeah, and and then you sit could have sat on the bench. Yeah, you know, I those know. Things, those things
1: are nice, man.
2: Dude, those are, those are so nice. And then now they got the little foot blowers, too, so your feet yeah, get warm. Yeah, your
1: feet stay warm. You can put your helmet where the – got the helmet warmer. Yeah, so not, not, not put like, on a rock on your head. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so – but you don't get like Jeff Harding's. You don't put it in the turbine. You know, when you melt down the cheek pads. Yeah, I know. Jeff Jeff was not not the brightest in that. I saw saw one of those signs in there that says, don't use to heat your helmet, you know, in the turbine. So you know when you see that, somebody dead. So I went to Pinky. Remember Pinky Rogers Fryvogel? Vogel? Oh, yeah. I Yeah. I went to Pinky. I said, all right, if you got that sign in the turbine that says, don't use this to warm your helmet, that means some knucklehead dead. Who was it? And he goes, Jeff Harding's. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, no way. One of the smartest guys to play offensive line. One of the great offensive centers in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And and, and he, he's a knucklehead. He's the one that, that l- heated l- up his l- helmet. L- listen,
2: we didn't have those fancy little prop-up things back in the day. That, that was right. an advancement.
1: That was an advancement. That was an
2: advancement to get the little helmet helmet heater. <laughs> but, you know, because so what you had to do is you had to just, you know, like, swing your helmet in front of it. Right. Because
1: if you leave second, it right the there, it'll, leave, it'll melt the cheek pads. Well,
2: it'll melt the cheek pads and also heat up the face mask. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want to hold hot metal either. <laughs> no, no, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, you know, he had to learn the hard way. And, you know, the good thing is they snapped off back then.
1: What do you mean snapped off? The little cheek
2: pads. So, you, Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he, he, could, he, could, he could swap them out pretty easily. Now, if it was the new helmets they are, like, connected and there's, like, an air... Thing that connects all around the crate that would have been a problem with the with the new age helmets, but the old school you just, you just pop that little horseshoe out, three little buckles and you're good. Well,
1: they still in my day they had cheek pads, but they didn't have like plastic. They were some sort of material. It was like
2: a foamish type of detail. yeah,
1: with, but it had a leather over the top of it or something like that. Oh, but I okay. remember the, the worst the worst of the cheek pad situation like that. We were playing Cleveland. Uh, they blitzed. They uh, there was a team meeting at the quarterback. And uh, Mark Malone was stretched out on the turf at Three Rivers. His helmet was uh, several yards away. The cheek pads were blown out (laughs) because the the force of the hit was so great. He was bleeding at the lip, right? His eyes kind of rolled up at the back of his head. And there's Mike Webster and myself standing there. And Webby looks down, and as the crowd is roaring, he sits there and goes, Oh, my. He goes, Men, you'll have that on big jobs like this. (laughs) And then everyone went... Well, I got my man. I got my man. We're all like arguing about yeah, exactly. him. Gotta get, nobody without markup. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, nobody because
2: everybody because you knew it, it was an admission of guilt. That would be if you went to to, Yeah,
1: if you're the first one to pick him up. Yeah, it's, it's you're like, like it, it's you know, my
2: fault. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Wait, well, hey, won't happen again. I swear. I swear. <laughs> just, just, just get back in the huddle, and everything will be fine.
1: But, exactly but actually, please so. move. Please move. <laughs> well, it was a prolific game last night. And the number to call if you want to give the, your game balls out, 412 919 1316. You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio.
0: Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, Planning for the future or just making the most of every day? S D Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. SD Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/slash awards.